You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. The battle belongs to God. All we need to do is, according to Scripture, be still and know that He is God. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. Welcome to the Feast District, Makati District Feast at Home. And uh, we are reaching you all over the world. Whether you're watching this live right now or you're going to watch this on replay, I welcome you all. I say that this is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to say hi to all those who are here watching for the first time. If this is your first time, please send us a message or on the chat box, if, uh, chat box if you're watching this live, or send us a message on the Facebook page of Feast the Gig, and we will reach out to you. I want to say hi also to uh, those who have joined us for um, almost two years already. I know that this is really getting to, uh, you know, it's very easy to be impatient right now because of the pandemic, because of the restrictions, but I want you to know that wherever you are, God will speak to you, and I know that God has a special special message for you tonight. Don't mind my hair. It's really so long, and I really need to get a haircut, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, I'm going to get it this coming week. All right? So um, I, I need you to just share this with your friends. Guys, guys, help me here. Help me here. If you're watching this, whether live on, or on replay, please share the link. Share the link to your friends so that more people can hear the word of God. It's not about me giving a talk. It's about people hearing the word of God. Because I, I pray every single day before I preach that let it not be me, O oh Lord God, that use me as your mouthpiece. That I know the Lord woke me up this morning because he has... He has someone, okay? He knows that there is someone who needs to hear the message today. And I, I, I need you to help me here. Again, I need you to be interactive. I need this to, uh, to, to, to go beyond just watching. So I need you to uh, um, type in the chat box if you're here. And uh, let, let's, let's, come on, let's, let's, Share the link and tag your friends. Alam nyo po, walang kabuluhan. If you share the link, just share the link like that. But, but if you tag your friends, at least you know. It's like talking to them and showing them the link personally. So you need to tag it, okay? And I want you to, to, to um, send messages right now. I just want to say hi to the people who are here. And they're, they're, the, the, they're always here. Uh, Rochelle, Elena... I see Jang, of course, Mon, hello to the Toledo family. Um, Brother Don, Director, I pray, I pray for you. I pray that the Lord will just extend his hand and uh, touch you. Um, Iris, Feng, okay, so there, Carolina, I hope you're still here, okay? And uh, who else? A lot of people. And then there, you know, I just want to say hi. And I want you to, um, to, to, to be active. All right. So uh, 
Yeah, yeah. We're continuing our, our series on uh, the gospel according to Matthew. And uh, we have a series that's entitled The Clash. The Clash. Um, it's, it's about uh, a clash of culture, contradictions, kingdom, and um, comfort. Uh, you know, you, you will discover that as you... As you learn more about the Word of God, that, that you know, it disturbs the comfortable and comforts the disturbed. So if you're comfortable right now, the Holy Spirit will disturb you. And if you're disturbed, the Holy Spirit will be there to comfort you. All right? Tonight, we're going to give you talk three, which is about greed versus generosity. Greed versus generosity. Before we start, I need you. I'll ask you to join me in this, our favorite prayer here at the feast together in the name of the father son holy spirit amen today i receive all of god's love for me today i open myself to the unbounded limitless overflowing abundance of god's universe today i open myself to god's blessings healing and miracles today i open myself to god's word so that i become more like jesus every day and say this with me come on declare this Today, I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I'm God's servant, I'm God's powerful champion, and because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Father, have your way in us tonight. Father, let your powerful word change us, encourage us, empower us until we become more and more like your son, Jesus Christ. This is our prayer tonight, today, in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen and amen. Again, I want to welcome all of you who are joining us, whether you're watching this live on live stream on the Facebook pages of Feast Gig and Feast Makati District or on YouTube, wherever you're watching, I want to welcome you. And if you're watching this on replay by whatever reason, I pray, and you know what? It, 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 the word of God is the same. It, it, it does not change. It's, it's probably the most consistent thing because um, it will not return to, to, to God void. God said that. And uh, I know that this will touch you live, recorded, shared, or whatever. It will touch you. Okay? Now, talking about the word of God, how do you read the Bible? You know, um, we've always stressed the fact and the importance of reading the Bible every day because the Word of God says that that is food to our souls. It's a lamp to our feet. That's why we, you, you know, the, the, the song that we sing. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I like the acoustics of this room. But it is very important. But my question to you is how should you read the Bible? How should you read the Bible? The Bible that, is, that has been here since the time before, since the start of the world, the, you know, the beginning of time, the Word of God put together, put together and uh, really that has, has a, a, a practical application in our lives. So how do you read? Let me give you a suggestion. How should you read the Word of God? Okay, 
when I read the Word of God, I consider it as a prayer. Because when I read the Word of God, when I read the Bible, it's like me communing with God. I get to know Him. I get to know things about Him. I get to know Him in a personal way. So, so I treat reading the Bible as prayer. In fact, that's part of my prayer time. When I pray, I, 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 that's part where I read the Word of God and let it minister to me. Okay, so I start with the sign of the cross. In Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. And then I, I, I tell God, Lord, this is a time that I have to seek you. So here I am. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Your servant is listening. I am here. Speak. So, so um, when you when I do that, I all I I I I come into the presence of the Lord, and I just know that this time is a special time between me and my God. So when I start reading the Bible, I don't treat it like reading a book. Okay? It's not an ordinary book. I, I don't want to just read the Bible because I know that if I do it the right way, I'm going to encounter God. I'm going to encounter God in a special way. And no one comes face to face with God and remains unchanged. That's why as you read the Bible, you change. As you read the Bible, you you change for the better okay so so i don't just read the bible i expect an encounter with god i expect a special time where god will speak to me and so i listen so i listen and after reading the word you know for 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 everyone's appreciation you know the bible is a combination of Many different styles of writing, okay? So there's prose, poetry, there is a, a, a historical account. And whatever you read in the Bible, there's a need that it has to have an application, a personalized application in your life. So I must pers personalize my Bible reading. reading. I personalize it. I apply it to my life, okay? Why? Because if it doesn't apply or if it doesn't affect or if it doesn't have any effect on you, it's just a bunch of words. The Bible will just be a bunch of words put in a book, in book form. But we need to have a personal application, a practical application in our life. So after reading the Word of God, ask yourself, how does this affect me? How, does, how is this how can I personalize the Word of God and how can it apply to me? That's what you call rhema. Rhema. So when you read the Word, when you read something, it's like studying it. It's logos. Okay? But you can't just stop there. You can't just stop there. Whatever uh, style of writing that you, that you encounter, and uh, I, you need to encounter God, Ask yourself, how does it apply to me? Personalize the message. Now, I know a lot of people who read the Bible, and, and that's good. Us Catholics, we, we, we're, we're now reading the Bible, okay? Excuse me. There was a time when, when we did not read the Word of God, when we did not read the Bible. But that's part of our history. But today, 
please stress the fact and the importance of reading the Word of God. The Word of God having an application in our life. Now, I know a lot of people, they know how to read the Bible. They pray before reading the Bible. They personalize the application in their lives. But, but there's a missing step. Many times, you may have personalized it, but you also need to know that you have to read it in context. So before you personalize, you have to um, contextualize. Are you with me? Can you type that? Read na lang. Can you type that in the, in the chat box? Contextualize. I'm going to wait until you do so. And I'm going to see if you know how to... <laughs> if you know how to spell. Spell, contextualize. Read na lang. Read, read. Okay. Come on, come on. Type it there. Contextualize. Ayan. Oy, si Christy. Yes, Christy, tama ka. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay, it's contextualized. Before you personal, hi, okay, Michelle wrote the whole thing. Contextualized. Okay, good, good, good. All right. Uh, going back to the talk, you have to not just personalize it. Before you do that, you have to contextualize it. What do I mean? You have to understand what kind of, of, of literature you're reading. It may be prose. It may be, it may be a metaphor of something. But you have to contextualize it. What, how was it written? When was it written? Okay, that's why you don't, when you read the Word of God, you don't just read it. You also study it. The, 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 the Old Testament says that you have to recite it day and night. You have to know it. That's why there's logos. You have to contextualize it and understand who wrote it as well. Now, God used human authors to write the Bible. Hindi naman yan bigla na lang pagising nila yung tada. Of course, they they they, they say that uh, scholars say Bible scholars say that the Ten Commandments were written. God wrote them because it was written on a tablet. Okay. Now, that's different, but God used many different human authors to write the Bible, okay? So, many different human authors. You need to know who wrote which, who wrote what book, okay? The Gospel according to Matthew. That's what we're studying now. The Gospel according to John. The Gospel according to Luke. The letter of Paul to the Corinthians, okay? Who wrote the Psalms? David wrote the Psalms. And, 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 and who wrote Genesis? Exodus. You have to know who wrote that because, again, we, okay, guys, whatever kind of literature or whatever kind of style it was written, we believe, and it's scriptural. The Bible says, and we believe that, that the Bible was inspired by God. Even if it was written by men, it is inspired of God, and we believe that everything that's there is the truth. Okay? But again, but we need to contextualize it and think about the human authors, and we need to respect the human authors that God used. Let's respect that. Who is he? Let's study. Okay? Who is Matthew? He was a tax collector. And, and who, was his, who were his audience? Who was he talking to? Who was he referring to? What about Luke? 
A doctor. Who was he talking to? Paul, who was a learned man, a, a religious person, before, before he had the Damascus experience. And, and who was he writing? When he was writing to the Corinthians, it was a different situation when he was writing to the Philippians. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. Now, there are two benefits of respecting the human biblical author. You need to understand that there are two things, okay, two good things that happen when you respect the human biblical author. Number one, you'll avoid the extreme errors of Bible interpretation. That's why I love it in our church, in the Catholic Church. You know, we 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 have an interpretation, and and it we, we've been here for 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 hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of years. Okay, we believe that we go all the way back. You know, the church was instituted and started when when Jesus told uh, Peter, "You are the rock, and on this rock I will build my church." Okay, now um, I I know a lot of people who read the Bible, but I also know a lot of people who misinterpret the Bible because um, they, they, they miss that fact. They, they miss uh, that thing about respecting the, the, the human author that God used. Okay? I know that. You don't just get the Bible. You know, I, I shared this before. It was okay with me, but it's very dangerous, and I don't suggest it, that you just cut the Bible and look at that. You know, a lot of people... A lot of people have killed their families, separated with their with their with their spouses because they read it in the Bible. But God will never order you to do that. God will never give a command for you to do that. And it was misquoted and taken out of context. Now, if you respect and study the 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 the, the reason or the style of the human author, like Matthew, like what we're doing, we've been doing that, then you will, you will not make the same mistakes. Okay? Number two, you'll get God's fuller message. It becomes more meaningful for your life. Okay? So that's, that's the whole thing about reading the Word of God. I want to preach to you tonight from... Uh, I, I want to I preach to you tonight, and uh, our one big message is, 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 is beautiful. You belong to God. You belong to God. And the verses that we're going to read and the stories that we're going to read all points to this, that you belong to God. Can you type in your chat box, say, I belong to God. 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 All right? Mm -hmm. I belong to God. Type it. Come on. Come on. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to read uh, parables and uh, the, a few parables. Um, actually, three stories. Yeah. So the first story we took last week, the second story we'll take now, and then the third story we will take, uh, take up next week. Okay. Now, we, this is a parable. But again, there was a reason why Jesus wrote, uh, um, sh shared parables, why Jesus spoke in parables. And Matthew, okay, Matthew... Um, understood this, and Matthew was also saying something, okay? And, and if you're going to look at it and try to understand it, we will you will discover that the meaning of the parable is tied up to the meaning of the whole book. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes to play. Even if there were different, if there were, even if there were different authors, when you read the book, 
each story, each book, each 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 uh, ep ep epistle, each each parable, each um, statement. They're they're all contributing to the whole meaning of the book. That's why we believe that it is inspired of God. Who would have been conducting all these when the Bible was written in different times, different eras? Are you with me? All right? Now, the, the parable, okay, this next parable that we're reading is like an infographic of the entire Bible. Okay, we'll, we'll, this will, you know, summarize the whole Bible and, and, and what it means. Now, I'll, I'll share with you three acts, okay, in the parable, in the parable that we're going to read. Three acts, and I'll explain or, or later, okay? Act number one. This is about the landowner, diba? Last week, we, we talked about the father who told his sons to go out and tend the vineyard, right? Now, this is the second story. The landowner, and this is act one. And what does this mean? Simple. The landowner pours his love to his vineyard. I'll explain later what uh, the significance of the vineyard, etc., etc. Can you hear that? Someone selling balut? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, okay. Let's read from Matthew 21, verse 33. Now listen to another story. Ito na yon, Because he just shared one story and we took that last week. Now listen to another story. A certain landowner planted the vineyard built a wall around it, dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice, and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. Matthew knew the Bible. Matthew, when he wrote this, telling, talking to the people during their time, okay, Matthew was stating something, and the people who read this, knew okay the people then the jews then they know the bible they know the history and when 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 matthew wrote this they know they also knew that uh, it it made reference to some some to, to to a story or to something that was written during in in the gospel in the book of isaiah okay so i read na the vineyard okay so here here listen in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 1 to 2, it reads, Now I will sing for the one I love a song about this vineyard. Vineyard. My beloved had the vineyard on a rich and fertile hill. He plowed the land, cleared its stones, and planted it with the best vines. See the similarity? Matthew was making reference. Jesus was making reference to this one. They knew that. In the middle... He built a watchtower, same, and carved a wine press in the nearby rocks. Okay? Now, what's this thing about vineyards? Okay? If we're going to personalize this message, when you at the start of the story, God talking about the vineyard, that he will he cultivates, he does that, and he 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 makes sure that it, it will flourish, that that the Whatever he plants there, the, the, the vines, the grapes will be quality grapes, okay? Now, how do you personalize it? If you're going to personalize it, here's what you can conclude or deduce. That you are God's vineyard. You are God's vineyard. In the history of mankind, in the history of Christianity, it was always God who initiated. 
It was always God who initiated. That's how much He loves you and how much He loves me. He initiated, okay? And, and, and God wants you to prosper. God wants you to succeed. God wants you to be healthy. God wants you to be debt-free. And, and He would always initiate. But many times we miss the point. Okay? It's like someone wanting to give a gift, but the receiver is not ready. So the problem is not with the giver. The problem is with the receiver. So the message here is you are God's vineyard. And many times, because you're God's vineyard, and God, in, in, in Isaiah and in Matthew, it says that he tended it, that he made sure that it's clean, etc., etc. But many times we forget the gift. We forget that everything is a gift. That, that, that when talking about the vineyard and the farmer and the owner of the vineyard making sure that the vineyard is in tip-top shape, many times you forget the fact that God is the one who initiates and God loves you and He does that for you every day. In fact, He gives it to you every day. His mercy is renewed each morning. His graces, they're renewed each morning. That's why if I'm having a bad day, 12 o'clock, when the, when the clock strikes 12 a.m., 12.01, I just rejoice and I say, okay, this is a new day and God will bless me in a new way. We forget that we, that, that, that we are God's creation. We forget that God loves us. Maybe because of the the, 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 the trials, maybe because of the struggles, maybe because of the, 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 the chaos around us, we forget that we are blessed. Friends, can I say this? You are blessed more than you know. Can, can, can you say this with me? I'm more blessed than I think I am. Can you type it? Type it in the chat box right now. Declare this. Believe this. I'm more blessed than I think I am. Come on. I'm more blessed than I think I am. Okay? Say it. Come on. I'm more blessed. If you think that you're having a if you if you're having struggles right now and if you don't feel blessed, still believe that you're blessed more than you know. Okay? Okay? Okay, let me let me continue. Let's go to Act 2, okay? Still talking about the vineyard. Um, act 2. The tenants in this part thinks they're, they think that they're the owners. Oh, guys, we don't just forget that we are blessed. We kind of also take things into our own hands, okay? Let's continue to read. At the time of the grape harvest, he sent his servants to collect his share of the crop. But the farmers grabbed his servants, beat one, killed one, <laughs> and stoned another. So the landowner sent a larger group of servants to collect for him, but the results were the same. Finally, the owner sent his son, thinking, surely they will respect my son. But when the tenant farmers saw his son coming, they said to one another, here comes the heir to this estate. Come on, let's kill him and get the estate to, uh, for ourselves. So they got, grabbed him, dragged him out of the vineyard, 
and murdered him. You might say, when you read the parable, you might say, what are these people thinking? How bad can you get? How bad can you get? You were provided for, you have a place to work, and you were treated okay, wonderful treatment, and at the end of the day, you will kill the heir to the to the vineyard guys guys again what what was happening here matthew okay and and and, and the lord was was refer, obviously referring to even if it's a parable if he was obviously referring to a group of people okay now in that story here's what we can deduce again the tenants thought they were owners the tenants thought that they were owners don't you just feel or, or don't you can't you just relate with that many times we we live our lives and we think that it is our life that we treat it or or or, or we live our lives and it's our own life because it's my life we think that we own <laughs> our life you know we worry because we think we own our life we worry about tomorrow but let me ask you something guys are you sure that you're going to wake up tomorrow? Then why worry? You're worrying about something that you're really not sure about. I'm not saying, uh, you know, carelessly disregard tomorrow and not plan for it. Of course, you can plan. But we need to recognize that every time we wake up, it's a, it's a blessing. That's why every gising is a blessing. Okay? That it's not our own life. And this is the reason now why people have so much stress because you're trying to control something that you cannot control. You're not even sure that you'll wake up tomorrow and you're already planning. I mean, worrying about it. When I say worrying, you, you're losing peace over so many things. Let me ask you again. Are you losing peace over many things that you cannot control? It will all boil down to surrender, guys. And remember... You belong to God. That's our short message. I belong to God. You belong to God. And if you trust God, you know that he will work your advantage. So, stress, problems, I think they're, 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 they're good. They're blessing. Up to a certain point. When you make your problems bigger than your God, then that creates and starts problems remember that god is bigger god is deeper you have problems but you have a bigger god yes you have big problems but god is bigger still act number three <laughs> and in this part here is where the landowner will replace the tenants okay so we're, we're still talking about matthew writing this and and here's the story when the owner of the vineyard returns, Jesus asked, what do you think he will do to those farmers? Wait, wait, let me, before I continue, I, I love how this turns out. Because when, when Jesus read that, uh, when Jesus spoke, shared that second part, okay, when they were taking control of their lives, um, all the people there, they were, they, they, they were listening. And in their minds, I guess, 
parang oh how could they do that how could they do that and and um 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 while they were trying to analyze that and they were trying to give their commentaries about that story um they were saying sobra naman yun wow 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 and 30 seconds after they realized <laughs> the sadducees the religious people the pharisees they realized that jesus was talking about them jesus was talking about them who knew the good news who knew the traditions of the jews and yet they do not believe they did not believe in the son and they, in, in fact they were actually trying to kill him at that time you know many times in, in the discourses of jesus he would speak about his death and this is also another another uh, reference to his death his coming death so so i can just imagine the look on their faces oh, sobra naman yan, sobra naman yan. Sino may mga taong ganyan ano ba namang klase niya para namang mga religyoso Pariseo. Tayo yun. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Tayo yun. And and I I I I love how Matthew writes it. Okay, Let, let's let's go to, to to number three, where the tenant uh, will replace the tenant, the owner. When the owner of the vineyard returns, Jesus asks, What do you think he will do to those farmers? The religious leaders replied, he will put the wicked men to horrible death and lease the vineyard to others who will give him his share of the crop or after each harvest. You know, yun. <laughs> so ito na yung sinasabi ko. When the leading priests and Pharisees heard this parable, they realized he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers, the Jews, the learned the religious at that time. And then the parable continues to say that the owner will replace the tenants. And they were the tenants before. And now the, own, the, the tenants will be replaced by other tenants. Okay? Before, it was just the Jews. But again, I, I told you earlier that this is, you know, connected to the whole, it, uh, to the whole story of salvation, to the whole Bible, and the Bible. So they say that the Bible, okay, was talking about that already. That the Jews, it's not just the Jews anymore, okay, but the kingdom of God will be open even to the Gentiles. In Matthew twenty-one verse forty-three. I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you. You've had your chance and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruit. It's open to us, for you, for me. And, 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 uh, and he replaced them. And then along with the replacement, there was a command. Along with the replacement, there was an exhortation. We'll, we'll jump to Matthew chapter 28, and it says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples 
teach these new tenants to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Interesting, right? Interesting. But there was a command, and it's called the Great Commission. And yes, Jesus changed the tenants. And how do you personalize it? Here, you're the new tenant. Wherever you are watching from, whatever situation you're in, I'm telling you now, you're the new tenant. And you were just been given the Great Commission. You were just given the Great Commandment to go and go into the whole world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You are the new tenant. So that's how you read the Bible. You try to understand the history, the context, and then personalize it. Given that, you are the new tenant, okay? So, so can, can I ask you to type, okay? One last time, promise. One last time that I will ask you to type. Say, type it there. I am the new tenant. I am the new tenant. Okay? Again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if you're doing that. I am the new tenant. I am the new tenant. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> I am the new tenant. You are the new tenant and you've just been given two commandments. And you've just been given authority. And you've just been given uh, you know, a, a marching order. First, you, you, you were given the authority to represent him. Because when Jesus ascended, sabi niya, alis na ako, wala na ako dyan. But remember, you have to go into the whole world. I will send you the Holy Spirit, but you will be my hands, you will be my feet. And unto this day, up to this day, brothers and sisters, God is looking for people who will reel in the harvest. In fact, Scripture tells us that the harvest is many, but the laborers are few. God is looking for new tenants, and you are the new tenant, and God is expecting you to help in reeling the harvest. You have the authority to represent him. And then, um, so you're, you're the new tenant. And the second thing is, you have the authority to take care of his, to, 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 to take care of his vineyard, which is the church. You have the authority to represent him. And you have the authority to take care of his vineyard. So Jesus was the owner of the vineyard. And before he ascended, he said, all authority has been given to me. All authority has been given to me. And he, he was holding the authority. And then he said, here, go therefore. God did just not give you the authority to represent him, but God gave you but God gave you, sorry, but God also gave you the authority to care for his church. The same thing. Peter, do you love me? Feed my church. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Okay? Are you still with me? Okay. We need to understand this. We belong to God. We belong to God. And, 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 and God is just encouraging us to be selfless, 
think about other people, which I think is impossible. If not, if you're not relying on God, if you're not um, 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 banking on His anointing, it's very impossible to be selfless. But when you start thinking like you belong to God, when you start thinking that God owns me, when you start thinking and believing that God did all these for you and for me, then you can be selfless by God's grace. And remember, you belong to God. That is the difference between greed and generosity. When you don't believe and you don't understand that you belong to God, you will be greedy. You will try to take and get whatever it is for self-preservation. But when you believe that you belong to God, when you believe that you are the child of a king, then you can be generous. You can be selfless. You can give easily because you know that there's more where it came from, that your God will supply all your needs in a way worthy of his magnificent riches in Christ Jesus. Before, there was greed. But now that we understand, we will open our hearts and our hands and our lives to the generosity of God because he showed that to us because John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life I'll paraphrase it for you for God so loved you Robert Gina Jerry for God so loved you that he gave his only son to you so that when you receive him into your heart, you will not perish. You will not have a lack. You will not get sick. You will be provided for. You will be blessed beyond your understanding because you already belong to him. You will live and not perish because you belong to God. When you know and understand that you belong to God, you open up your life and you want to tell other people as well that they too belong to God, that God's love will never run out on us, that God's love will run after us. And God's love, will find a way to embrace us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.